Good evening, Hampton Roads. Welcome to another edition of Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. Alongside me, as usual, CFP, Allison DeBrill. Together, we come to you live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month to dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, then we'd love to hear from you. All we need is your first name and the city you're calling from. And no matter what Allison and I are talking about, if it's important to you, then it's important to us. We'll get you right on air. 757-627-7979. That's 627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor, which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our clients' interest ahead of our own in any business dealing, and that's the way it should be when you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals. But that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second for Tuesday at 6 p.m., And that's to reach out and help as many people as we can in the Hampton Roads listing area achieve your measure of financial success. Because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it. And it is a choice because it takes some time, it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. You got to take that first step, though. Pick up the phone. Give us a call, 757-627-7979. Whether you want to talk about anything having to do with the investment markets, the economy, insurance products, life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax reduction strategies, retirement planning, retirement plans, 401ks, TSP, 403B, 401k, uh, IRA, Roth IRAs, mortgage options, Social Security claiming strategies, or estate planning, wills and trusts, all that and more falls under the umbrella of personal finance. We are here to discuss tonight. 757-627-7979. Good evening, Allison. Good evening. Last show, we kicked things off talking about pumpkin spice season. While that's still very near and dear to my heart. I, I, well, we, it was preliminary pumpkin spice oh, season. Oh, that was like... Because I feel like October 1st. Oh, is so now we're in the full blown. Yes, now, now we can talk all about pumpkin spice. <laughs> well, I was going to say, in my mind, fall is not just pumpkin spice, but it is for a lot of people open enrollment season, which means making decisions decisions oftentimes about a lot of um, insurance coverages. So Mm -hmm. we thought today we would talk about the role of insurance in your financial plan. Right. All right. So we're going to talk about uh, uh, insurance coverages, a lot of different types of insurances, uh, where we think it's appropriate, some general guidelines on how to use it, what is good for, how much to have, and so on and so forth. But before we jump into all that, um, I do want to make a note about the market. Um, Last show we pretty much dedicated to market talk, investment talk. Um, We are 
officially in a bear market in the U.S. stock market based on the S&P 500. A bear market is considered anything um, greater than a 20% decline from some peak to trough in an index, in the S&P 500 index. We are off now about 25%. And we spent last show giving you tips, techniques, how to manage your way through it. And one of the most... um, you know, impactful things that we said is if you are contributing to your long run retirement plan, like through a through your company, like most people invest and most people save long term is through a company retirement plan, four hundred one k, TSP, four hundred three b, and so forth. Then, if you're contributing, keep going. If you're not contributing, now is an excellent time to start. If you are contributing and you have excess cash flow, you can contribute to your company pl- plan. Consider increasing the amount of money that you're contributing to the plan. If you come into a liquidity event, if you sell a house, if you sell a business, if you receive life, life insurance proceeds, if you have come into an inheritance, now is an excellent and outstanding time to be buying into the equity market. Buying low, selling high is how you make money and grow your wealth over the long term. The problem is most people particularly don't like to buy low. Feels really bad. Right. It feels (laughs) bad to buy low. When we're in a market pullback and the headlines are all negative and your brother-in-law is telling you to get out of the market, and your coworkers are, and um, the coffee shop barista has an opinion on things. Now is not the time to sell. Yet, and we made a big point of this last show, yet the overwhelming majority of individual investors do just that. They do the wrong thing at the wrong time. And so uh, I've got a little bit of data to back that up. And this is consistent throughout industry literature, by the way, every time this happens. But um, a bank reporting uh, website or company called uh, EPFR Global that does uh, tracks a lot of uh, fund flows, money flows into and out of different types of mutual funds, showed that cash funds, money market funds, stable value funds, received nearly $89 billion in the week through October 5th while investors withdrew $3.3 billion from global stock funds. So they're tracking money movements coming out of equity investments, out of stock investments, and being put into stable value money market type funds. That, again, my friends, is doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. And the majority of individual investors left to their own devices do exactly that because they don't understand why the markets pull back. They feel like they're losing money. They aren't losing money. They're, su- they're suffering a temporary decline in value, but you don't lose money until you actually sell out in a lost position. Well, that's what 
the majority of people do in these circumstances. So for however many listeners we have on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month in Hampton Roads, four or 5,000 people from in 15-minute increments, if you are hearing this, now is not the time to sell. It's not the time to panic. It's time to buy, and it's time to increase your contributions to your retirement plan. If we can save one person out there today, we have done something good Mm -hmm. and my mother will be proud of me oh that's nice she already is don't worry (laughs) i'm not so sure (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's all we're going to talk about the market today unless some callers come in uh and have that and so speaking of which we uh we do have a call online we're going to go up to seaford speak to jeff good evening jeff you're on dollars and common sense let's talk about it oh we just lost jeff darn okay let's see uh, we got a little bit of snippet of his call, and so that was in line with what I was talking about. Lost 48% uh, in his 401k since January. Jeff says he's 66. What's his best move? Well, mm-hmm. I just told you. Mm-hmm. Now, six people are going to say, well, it's Jeff's 66. He's in retirement, about to be in retirement, going to retire soon. He shouldn't be invested in stocks anyway. No, that's wrong. That's old, antiquated uh, thinking on proper investment techniques. Most of us have, who are 66 have another third of our lives ahead of us, so another probably 30 years. That's a long time horizon. When you have a long time horizon, then you have the ability to continue to invest in equities, endure the temporary market downturns, and enjoy the long-run higher rates of return that you get from equity. So everything I said earlier, Jeff, pretty much applies to you. If you're still working, keep contributing to Mm -hmm. your retirement plan. If you're sitting on some cash, now's a good time to add it. If you can increase how much you're contributing to your 401k plan or company retirement plan, do that now. That's our advice. Yeah, I guess for those who are retired, the advice might be a little different where if you're actively withdrawing from your portfolio, hopefully you've got a plan for this eventuality because this is something we see on a regular basis. So we plan for this for our clients and we have a plan B that we can execute if and when we get into a pullback that's deep enough and long enough. Um, So hopefully you've done your planning you have a plan b but another way to think about it and i really like this is even if you're not adding each time you get dividends from your funds they are purchasing shares at a reduced cost so you are essentially as long as you're reinvesting your dividends and capital gains capital gains right you're buying low as well so maybe you take comfort in that too right okay we're gonna step out now take a short break we're gonna come back talk insurance Right after these uh, commercial messages, uh, get your calls in now if you want to jump into the conversation, 757-627-7979. She's Allison. I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS. Life. 
And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison DeBrill, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. All right, if you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation or anything we're talking about tonight, jump on the phone lines, give us a call at studio, 757-627-7979. Tonight we're going to talk about insurance and the proper use of insurance, but first we'll give you a little overview of our philosophy about insurance. Uh, First of all, we do not sell any insurance. We do give general advice about insurance, but then uh, past the general advice, we would then refer our clients to the right proper agent that can offer good quality products at a reasonable price. Um, We feel that, uh, you know, insurance is a a necessary component of a good financial foundation and a good financial plan. But uh, we think that uh, our clients should use as little insurance as necessary to do the job. And we don't like to over-insure or use too much insurance because one of the main reasons is that insurance companies are not your friend. They are not your good neighbor and you are not necessarily in good hands with insurance companies. They are cold, calculating, profit-making machines, and there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but they are the ones who write the contracts that you sign and agree to um, and how they pay out, how and when they pay out claims. And so what insurance companies are really good at are collecting your premium and making funny commercials. Those are the two primary things I think they're best at. The risk mitigation part of their primary function, you never really hear advertised or promoted very much, but that's the main reason that that you're supposed to purchase insurance is to transfer a risk you can't afford to accept to another company that's bigger, larger, and more capitalized so that if apparel um, occurs – uh, to you, then you can get some compensation back and you are financially protected and you are not wiped out. But there's going to be a lot of people in Florida now, after the hurricane has passed through, they're going to find out um, how difficult it is to work with insurance companies. So having said that, insurance is still a fundamental component of a good financial foundation. And we're going to give you some tips and techniques on how to use it properly. Yeah, we'll run through various types of insurance from property and casualty to life insurance, possibly disability. Health insurance is a big one coming up this time of year for everyone, employees and retirees on Medicare. And if we have time, we might get into some basics about long-term care insurance. It is an important piece of every financial plan, but the insurance that's right for you is going to be based on your family, your financial situation, and it's never a one-size-fits-all product. So we'll talk a little bit about the nuances and how you determine what coverage you need and how to find it. 
I guess we'll kick things off with property and casualty. So car insurance is pretty straightforward. That is ideally bundled with your homeowner's insurance. And where we see areas of opportunity with property and casualty insurance is usually in the deductible. Sometimes we find people that have very, very low deductibles. And sometimes you can save a little bit of money in your premiums by accepting a higher deductible, meaning having a a slightly higher deductible on your homeowner's insurance policy means if you have a claim, which really isn't very often for many people you might pay a little bit more out of pocket but you'd save every month for years on premiums yeah a fundamental tenant of good risk management is for you to accept the risks that you can afford and then you transfer away to an insurance company the risk you can't afford to assume so that deductible is sort of like that lever that you can raise up and down so uh, for people who have a ample mu- emergency fund, uh, who have stable work prospects, have some savings beyond that in the bank, you can afford to assume, uh, you know, a five hundred dollar fender bender, say. Right, instead of one hundred. Instead of one hundred, yeah. so your deductible, the part of the insurance coverage that you are responsible for, you can increase. You can assume more of the risk in the event of that type of peril. Um, if you raise the deductible and you assume more of the risk, the insurance premium goes down. It should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. One of the things I would mention about homeowners insurance is you want to be sure that your policy is a replacement policy. So you want to make sure that your contract is an agreement that they will reimburse you for the cost to replace your home at the current value um, as opposed to what you might have originally paid for it or what it was valued at back when it was built. So that's a little nuance that you might want to check on with your homeowner's policy. Replacement value. Right, replacement value. Mm -hmm. And same idea about deductibles applies to homeowner's insurance as it does to your auto insurance. Um, Usually um, $1,000 we see uh, pretty common in homeowner's insurance. But if you have an emergency fund of $20,000, $25,000, well, go ahead and increase that deductible up to $5,000, or in some cases maybe even ten, dollars if conditions are right. By raising the deductible, you assume the risk on the low end, but you still remain protected on the high end against the catastrophic. And again, you should enjoy lower monthly or annual premiums on that type of insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some risk trade off there. You are again, you are assuming more risk on the low end, but you're transferring away the risk on the high end. That's a good efficient use of insurance. Mm-hmm. And one other piece to property and casualty is the umbrella liability policy. You might have heard it called personal liability umbrella policy or PLUP. That is coverage that would sit on top of your homeowners and auto policy and would pay if you had a catastrophic loss like a maybe a car accident where you're at fault or some sort of lawsuit or if you are in a profession that 
puts you at risk for being sued. Um, even just having a rental property, yeah. a business. If you do a lot of entertaining at your house. Yes. You're liable you for slip and falls, pools. Pool. Yeah. You're going to want an umbrella policy. And usually mm. a million dollar umbrella policy is relatively inexpensive. If you bundle this all together, you should be able to get something like that for a couple hundred dollars a year. Yeah, we, we think um, an umbrella policy policy is uh, a good a great use of insurance coverage because it costs very little usually just a couple hundred bucks a year it sits on top of your homeowner's insurance and it protects you from the catastrophic so it so if the worst happens you typically are protected and you are not wiped out it's the nickel and dime little stuff that you should be able to bear out of pocket if you do your financial planning properly through the years. So I think that wraps up property and casualty insurance. We want to talk about life insurance and disability. Those are a little more nuanced and detailed because it's very personal to you and there are a lot of different types of coverages. So after the break, we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, so when you come back from the break, we'll talk about some more complexities around insurance. If you want to talk about your insurance situation, got questions or comments around that, or anything relating to your personal financial situation, jump on the phone lines, give us a call, 757-627-7979. She's Allison, I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS. And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison DeBrill, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog boxes there, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you got some nuanced questions, want to speak to a live human being, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at the office, probably speak with Donna, 757-456-2200. I want to remind everybody, our next live show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, October 25th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 6 p.m., then get this show as a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, search for Dollars in Common Sense, download us, take us with you wherever you go, listen on your schedule. And if you're into social media, so are we. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn. Search for Wealthway Financial Advisors. Hit that old like button. And every so often we put up an interesting, informative, educational, inspirational mm. financial pa- planning quote. Or oh, yes. A quote. Quote or instruction or reminder. Yes. 
little tidbit. Anything to keep you engaged. Yeah. <laughs> we hope. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Not our forte. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> We're good planners, but not great social media people. Right. But if you need financial advice, <laughs> yeah, come you, to us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight we're talking about insurance, the role of insurance in your financial plan. And we covered property and casualty insurance already before the break. Now we want to dive into life insurance. Many people know that life insurance is a good, responsible adult thing to have in place. Uh, But many people think they should have it um, just because they are a responsible adult or maybe just because they have a mortgage or some sort of debt. And the need for life insurance is a little more nuanced than that. The need for life insurance is for income replacement, not life replacement. Nobody can replace you, (laughs) unfortunately. That's not possible. Not actually insuring a life. Right. So it's a little misleading. It's income replacement. It is intended to provide for people who are dependent on you to maintain their standard of living. So the main people that that have a need for life insurance are people with a dependent spouse, maybe who doesn't work or earn as much, and people with children that would obviously be depending on them to maintain their standard of living for the next period of time. Now, how much insurance? That is a more complicated question that we can't answer generally on the phone or on the radio for for everyone. Um, That's where you would want to do your planning with a qualified professional, preferably a certified financial planner that can look at your entire financial situation and determine if you need insurance and how much insurance. But we can give you kind of a, a rundown of the types of insurance so that you know the general direction that you might need to take. There are temporary insurance policies that are often, they're called term policies, or they could be group policies through your employer. And then there are whole life insurance policies, which I uh, typically stay in force for your whole life. As the name suggests. (laughs) There you go, yeah. So temporary versus whole life. Now, in our professional opinion, the need for life insurance is typically, not always, but typically temporary because as you do your financial planning, as you go through life and you accumulate hopefully some savings, then your need for life insurance goes away. You know, the more you accumulate, the less insurance you would need or as you go through phases of life and you no longer have people dependent on you for income your children are now grown they are hopefully leaving the nest your need for insurance then reduces so that's why we like the use of temporary or term insurance which is much less expensive unfortunately whole life insurance is wildly oversold in this country um mainly because it provides the greatest payout and commission to the life insurance salesman. Um, But we will state again that most people, not all, don't need insurance for their whole life. Um, They need it for specific periods of time, and that's why term insurance that purposely expires at the end of a uh, a decade or 20 years or something like that, that goes away, and hopefully – you know, you outlive it 
and all you did was pay premiums. You win. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, But it protected your family and other people dependent on you against your loss of income. And like Allison was saying, if you do your financial planning properly, you accumulate enough assets and as people become other people become less dependent on your income the need for the insurance naturally evaporates so that's a good efficient cost-effective use for most people for insurance so the first place to look for insurance coverage Uh, probably should be your employer. Oftentimes employers provide some sort of coverage. Maybe it's one times your salary, two times your salary, or just a a small amount for no cost to you as an employee benefit. So you should certainly take advantage of that. And then oftentimes you have the option to elect to pay for supplemental coverage through your group plan. This gets you the benefit of group pricing. You don't have to go through all of the underwriting, hoops, the medical exam, the blood work, things like that. So it's a good first stop to try to fill your insurance needs. But if you leave that employer, that coverage usually goes away. You can't, typically you can't take it with you. So there is a little bit of uncertainty there if there is a reason that you need a permanent policy that is going to stick with you and you think you're going to change jobs often, then we would recommend shopping for a policy out on the open market. And we recommend going with an independent broker that can shop all the carriers versus going directly to one insurance company that's only going to probably quote their own products. Yeah. And each of us has unique characteristics from a health standpoint and a longevity standpoint. And different insurers specialize in different types of coverages and risk acceptance. So so that's why you want to shop a wide range of insurance providers and not just one exclusive agent. Mm -hmm. To go along with that is disability insurance, which would pay income for you for your family for a period of time if you were unable to work this can be this is probably the most overlooked type of insurance Um, people just don't think about it i think people think they're always going to be able to work and you know hopefully hopefully you are but (laughs) uh, statistically speaking you are much more likely to be disabled at some point over your lifetime than you are to die prematurely exactly so and and if you're disabled you're still alive and needing funds and you may have additional medical expenses along with your disability but right and as you're disabled you might not be able to work Mm -hmm. at your current job so you your income goes away but you none of your expenses go, go away and in fact many of those expenses are probably increased due to the disability. Exactly. So that's why it actually could be more a a greater risk than premature death and and life insurance. So we always recommend looking at your disability coverage. Again, it's open enrollment season. A lot of employers provide some base level of disability coverage that if you could not work for a period of time, you would receive some sort of benefit. You should know what your benefit is. 
and how much it would cover and what that would mean for your family if you are the main breadwinner and your family relies on you for income because you can go out and get personal policies. Uh, They range from anywhere from the, I'm not good at analogies, but the, you know, like um, Ford Focus all the way up to the Cadillac. Is that Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, okay. okay. So like the Hyundai. Okay, yeah. uh, To the... BMW, Acura, all the bells and Lamborghini. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of it's somewhat of a misnomer in that they do this with health insurance too. It's like like the more coverage that you get, the better it's the insurance is assumed to be. Well, that's true if costs were the same, but you pay more in order to get more coverage. And like I was saying earlier. We, we don't like our clients to be over-insured. We like them to be right-insured. So it is entirely appropriate at some point to just have minimal basic coverage if you have the rest of your financial house in order. Right. The need for disability coverage should go away as you age as well. As right. you get closer and closer to retirement, you should be less there should be less of a need for you to replace your income Mm. if you've done your planning properly so all everything we've talked about so far well in terms of life insurance and disability is temporary and can be solved should should probably be solved in relatively low cost temporary ways Mm. all right we're going to step out take a short break talk some more insurance when we come back if you got questions or comments about this or anything having to do with your personal financial situation, jump on the phone lines, give us a call, 757-627-7979. She's Allison. I'm Kevin. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM 790 WNIS. And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. Alongside certified financial planner Allison DeBrill, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. We're from Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Go to the contact page, put your name and address in there, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. That's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information that you request. Our next live show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, October 25th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, then you can get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars in Common Sense wherever you get your podcast. Download us, take us with you wherever you go. Listen at your leisure. Yes. All right, tonight we are talking about insurance, the role of insurance in your financial plan. We talked about property and casualty and how to assess your deductibles. We talked about the purpose of life insurance, the types of life insurance, disability insurance, and we don't want to miss 
health insurance. Everybody's coming up in open enrollment season. I think for most people, it's open enrollment season in the fall, and it is open enrollment season for Medicare beneficiaries or participants. So let's talk a little bit about health insurance. Um, It's very important peace to everyone. Everyone feels really strongly about their health insurance. They, A lot of people we find make uh, employment and retirement decisions based on health insurance. So I think people feel very strongly to make sure that they have the right coverage. So how do you assess your coverage? And I, I want to add to that, that historically, most people get their health insurance coverage through, through their employer in place of employment. Um, however, that is that has never been the case that you have to get your health insurance through your employer. There is an independent insurance marketplace. There always has been, um, and now with the uh, you know the the laws surrounding Obamacare, uh, there's a very well defined uh, ins- health insurance marketplace for individual coverage. And for a lot of people, individual coverage with a subsidy, if you qualify, can be cheaper than your employer's health insurance coverage. So it pays to shop around and you have to, and not, while not every employer will allow it, um, some people, some employers will allow you to get insurance outside of the company policy and, um, and get independent insurance if it's right for you. So just know that that option exists and that you should explore it. And let's talk about the different types of coverages. You can, so we'll stick with our car metaphor, I guess. We like the Hyundai, Hyundai, Mm -hmm. and then the Rolls-Royce plan. Mm -hmm. Is that what we like? Okay. So you can get the uh, Rolls-Royce plan where you pay significant premiums and you've got excellent coverage and you can go anywhere you want to go and see anyone you want to see. But do you really need that coverage? And do you want to pay so much for it? There you go. So it really depends on you and your use of healthcare. If you are generally fairly healthy and don't have any current ongoing medical issues, then we would argue for using a lower plan, such as a high deductible health plan, where your deductible is going to be higher. So you'd pay out of pocket a little more every time you use healthcare, the healthcare system, but you enjoy much lower premiums every month over the long term. And so essentially, for someone who is healthy and is only going for routine checkups or preventative care, um, you pay a little bit more out of pocket, but you don't go very often. And then if the unexpected happens, like the heart attack or the car accident, yeah, there you go. Um, You you are covered. You just are going to pay your deductible first. And we talked about deductibles earlier in the show, as long as you have a proper emergency fund, or you're hopefully using a health savings account with a high deductible health plan, you should be equipped to handle a deductible. But you get to enjoy, on a monthly basis, a lower health insurance premium. And every month you stay healthy and stay out of the health care system, you know, is a little bit more money in your pocket 
that you didn't have to send to an insurance company. So again, it, it comes down to the risk sharing. And generally speaking, when you do your financial planning properly, you should be willing to assume risk on the low end, those deductibles and co-pays, and transfer the catastrophic, the ambulance ride, the heart attack, the car accident, to the insurance company. And so in the parlance of the, uh, the um, exchange, the healthcare exchange, a bronze uh, plan, while you know, in America, we're conditioned not to go for a bronze. We want gold. But a bronze is Losing. very, very, it's, in this case, it's very applicable. It's it's can be just the right type of coverage. You don't need ma- massive amounts of coverage uh, for small dollar transactions. And therefore, you get to enjoy a lower premium. Yes, but we caveat that by saying... You need to make sure you've got your other finances in in order where you have an emergency fund so you can handle the co-pays mm-hmm. or you've got your health savings account that works in conjunction with your high deductible health plan where you have money set aside to pay the deductible if mm-hmm. it comes to that. That is an excellent, efficient use of insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will say that some of the worst offenders for for lack of health insurance coverage are typically young men in mm. their 20s. I mean, they're the worst offenders for, for so many things. A myriad of so things. So many things. <laughs> All right, let's not get carried away. But in this regard, because uh, most young men, uh, don't, if they're not married, uh, don't have a family, are single, uh, also feel that they are... 18 feet tall Invincible. and bullet, bulletproof, nothing, they're not sick, they never go to the doctor, and nothing bad will ever befall them. And therefore, why do I need health insurance? Why am I going to pay $200 a month? You know what I could do with $200 a month? That's a lot of nights out, night out at the bars, <laughs> you know? So I'm not going to waste my money on that stupid health insurance. But no matter how healthy you are, you cannot prevent an accident from occurring and all it takes is one trip to the emergency room and in most cases you're looking at thousands ten thousands of dollars uh, for that type of trip so even if it's not if your employer doesn't offer it um, you it is a wise financial use of insurance that we would recommend All right. So I think that's a good overview of health insurance. So we mentioned Medicare. It's going to be open enrollment season for Medicare coming up here soon. Know that you don't have to go it alone with Medicare. So the options can be overwhelming for people who are just entering, just eligible for Medicare at 65. And even for those that are already on Medicare, because prescription drug coverages change year to year continuously between insurance carriers. You don't have to go it alone. There are independent insurance agents that specialize in Medicare that can help you figure out the best plan for you based on your medical needs and your drug needs. And it doesn't cost any different if you go buy your own policy versus using an agent because they're compensated by the insurance carrier. So there's really no downsize. Take advantage of a professional that can shop it around for you each year. 
All right, that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, We will be back in two weeks on Tuesday, October 25th at 6 p.m. as usual. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about us, we are online at wealthwayadvisors.com. You can request an information packet or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. If you want to give us a call at the office, have some more nuanced questions, want to talk about anything you heard tonight, we're happy to field those calls, 757-456-2200 at the office. And if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday, get the show as a podcast. Download Dollars in Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts. For certified financial planner Allison DeBrill, I'm CFP Kevin Zivna. You've been listening to Dollars in Common Sense on AM790 WNIS. The preceding program was sponsored and paid for by Wealthway Financial Advisors. We are solely responsible for